You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Get the latest headlines online anytime with the KPEL News app. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play. KPEL FM, Brobridge, Lafayette. It's not flattering. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. What John Bolton has written in his new book about President Trump, who says it's also not legal. He broke the law. Very simple. I mean, uh, as much as it's going to be broken. Now, he tells Fox's Hannity the book from the ex-National Security Advisor has classified information, which is why the Justice Department is sued to block it from coming out Tuesday. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave Bolton, the former National Security Advisor, claims in his upcoming book that President Trump asked Chinese President Xi Jinping for help with his re-election, that he approved of concentration camps for Uyghur Muslims in China, and that he wanted reporters in the U.S. arrested and put in jail. Bolton also confirms that the president tied Ukrainian aid to investigations into his political rivals, the central complaint in the House impeachment probe. Bolton, who refused to testify to House investigators, says Democrats made a mistake by focusing too narrowly on Ukraine. Bolton was blocked from testifying at the Senate trial. Dave. Rachel, two Atlanta police officers have to turn themselves in the day after they were charged in Rayshard Brooks' death. I just want to say thank you. And I just hope that everything falls out how it needs to fall out. That's his widow, Tamika Miller. Brooks did resist arrest, taking one of the officer's tasers, pointing at him at him as he ran before he was shot in the back by Officer Garrett Rolfe, who's now charged with murder. The other officer, Officer Brosnan, actually stood on Mr. Brooks's shoulder while he was there struggling for his life. DA Paul Howard Jr. charged Brosnan with aggravated assault. As the coronavirus spikes up with record new cases from Arizona to Florida, the CDC has new guidance for when you go out. Wear a cloth mask and bring sanitizer. The third and final item might not be as obvious. Tissues. They are not only useful when you have to cough or sneeze, but give you an alternative to touching exposed surfaces with your bare That's hands. Fox. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. The same day those two Atlanta police officers were charged in Rayshard Brooks' death, lawmakers worked on competing legislation to reform policing. The House advanced a bill out of committee, and the Senate's legislation was unveiled. Republican leaders say they are serious about making a law that would make police more accountable and build trust with their communities. The legislation is already bipartisan. The question is, can we get bipartisan support? South Carolina Republican Tim Scott says the Justice Act is built on ideas offered in a House Democratic bill. But California Democrat Karen Bass says the Senate offer falls short. I am concerned that his bill definitely mimics parts of ours, but without the teeth. The Senate bill would incentivize police agencies to ban chokeholds. It does not address qualified immunity, shielding police officers from lawsuits for misconduct, a key provision of the House plan. On Capitol Hill, Jared Halpern, Fox News. There was bipartisanship in the Senate on something different, what's called the Great American Outdoors Act, $3 billion a year on conservation, recreation, and national park projects and maintenance. The House takes it up next. The president says that he would sign it. There's a new attempt to play ball 
MLB is now proposing a 60-game season, resuming talks with baseball players trying to end the dispute over how much they'll be paid. Golf's next tournament has just teed off about 20 minutes ago. For the second week in a row, the PGA Tour reported zero positive coronavirus tests with the RBC Heritage set to tee off this morning at Harbortown Golf Links. Today's opening round in Hilton Head, South Carolina, will mark the start of the second of five spectatorless events for the tour, with limited fans not making a comeback until next month at the Memorial. Today also marks the return of Davis Love III to come competition after the two-time U.S. Ryder Cup captain saw his Georgia home destroyed by a fire back in March. That's Fox's Matt Napolitano on Wall Street. Stock futures are down modestly ahead of today's trading. I'm Dave Anthony and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Thursday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this update for you right here on News Talk 96.5 Cape Hill. We'll get up to 90 degrees today with a 30% chance of showers and storms. Your full forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. A measure that would provide the gaming industry in the state of Louisiana with $83 million in tax breaks over the next five years is awaiting debate on the Senate floor after a Senate committee's approval on the bill. The legislation allows each casino to distribute $5 million in free promotional play wagers without having to pay taxes. And the casinos can use those play wagers as a marketing tool to attract more customers. Lake Charles Senator Ronnie John said his proposal is to help an industry that's been hard hit by the COVID-19 economic shutdown. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory announced another town hall meeting, this one on Wednesday, June 24th from 5 to 6 p.m. in the Council Auditorium. This is the second in a series of town hall meetings scheduled to happen at the end of every month. Now, if you decide to attend, you must wear a mask and you'll be subject to temperature checks before entering the building. St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Deputy Chief Eddie Thibodeau says a juvenile male has been arrested after a woman called in to complain that there were gunshots all through her home after she heard a bunch of noise. Now, Sheriff Bobby Guidro says the shooting happened Thursday of last week at a home on Fontenot Road in Opelousas. The woman told detectives she heard gunfire, walked out of her bedroom, and found there were gunshot holes all over her home. Thibodeau says they believe the motive for the young man to shoot up this house was some sort of fight with the homeowner's daughter the very day the shooting happened. Louisiana colleges and universities are refunding students approximately $24 million due to the coronavirus interruption of the academic school year. LSU tops the list, returning $4.4 million to students. Now, most of the refunds cover the charges for housing, which students had to vacate for about two months before the end of the scheduled school year. Colleges and universities received $147 million from a $2.2 trillion federal rescue bill. A Kaplan man is wanted by the Acadia Parish Sheriff's Office for allegedly stealing thousands of dollars worth of equipment from a business. Detectives are hoping someone will give them information on the whereabouts of 31-year-old Brandon Joseph Broussard, who they say is a suspect in a case where all that equipment was taken from an Acadia Parish business. You can call 789-TIPS if you have any more information. The Louisiana Workforce Commission releases a tool to help report employees who are refusing to come back to work while still claiming unemployment benefits. Assistant Secretary with LWC Robert Woolley says it's a simple process. You just go over to laworks.net and there will be a link on the front page. Now, typically, someone who would only be eligible for $247 in unemployment benefits each week gets an extra $600 in federal money, which makes it hard for some employers to compete. Live music will be allowed in state bars, clubs, and restaurants for the first time since mid-March when pandemic closures began. However, business owners must apply for approval with the state's fire marshal's office and the Louisiana Department of Public Health before the band plays. State Fire Marshal Butch Browning says it's to gain approval from businesses who meet certain criteria. There's separation, there's a certain standard to the HVAC system in the building, the social distancing between the band and the people, as well as the, the social distancing that's already required uh, of the patrons of a restaurant and bar.
Browning says the state fire marshal's office will collect data from businesses applying for permission for live entertainment, but the final decision is made by the Department of Health. The last couple of days of, of cases in Louisiana, it has seen an increase in our state, and that's concerning. And I'm sure that that plays into the Department of Health's recommendations as to what may be allowed or what might not be allowed. Recent numbers indicate an uptick in daily coronavirus case numbers, which could be a factor in the Department of Health's approval process. Browning said the state fire marshal's role is to offer guidance for businesses to comply. It's not a matter of just because of, because I've always had a band in this building, I want to have a band. There's a lot of things that have to be done differently. There's a lot of mitigation measures based on best practices. And finally, Governor Edwards tells a caller on his monthly radio show that if they go to a business and find it isn't following social distancing and mask guidelines, that they shouldn't spend money there. Here's Matt Doyle. If you will do that, and if others will do that, I, I think we would have a lot more compliance, and, and then we, people would be a lot safer as we re-engage more of our economy. That's Edwards, who made the comments in light of a recent jump in COVID cases over the past week. He says these recent increases are still likely due to increased testing, but... It is obvious now that the heat and humidity is not going to stamp it out. And despite that heat, he says you still need to wear a mask if you leave the house. I'm Matt Doyle. To our east this afternoon is going to allow a little bit more humidity and moisture to the region this afternoon. So we'll keep scattered showers and storms in the forecast, mainly uh, south of Interstate 10 along our coastal parishes this afternoon. Otherwise, partly cloudy with high temperatures topping out at around 90 degrees. Overnight tonight into tomorrow morning, lows in the upper 60s to right around 70 degrees. And then I think we stay a little bit drier as we head through your Friday. Rain chances only about 10% as highs top out in the lower 90s and then heading into saturday more of the same pretty quiet conditions highs once again at around 92 93 and then a little bit better rain chances as we head into father's day and then really as we start the upcoming work week rain chances really start to ramp up that's bradley benoit new meteorologist over at ktc that weather update is brought to you by southside roofing at southside roofing serving acadiana for 20 years Call Southside Roofing at 337-ROOF for all your roofing needs. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. And no issues to pass along to you at this time. We're all clear. Let's try to keep it that way. Please buckle it up and keep it safe. This morning about the there. new two o'clock show up close yeah. with Bradley Lee. All right, thank you, sir. Got a ton of emails yesterday. People were all excited. I, for, I'll tell you this. I'm going to be perfectly honest. Now that you're making me work so much harder, and I'm actually having to put in eighty <laughs> percent effort when I've been able to skate by with twenty percent effort all this time. Nice. I have to sleep in the afternoons. You have to take a little I nap. Take a little dodo. So anyway, what were you talking about yesterday? Because okay. people, I mean, well, I got emails saying. I love this. We should have more conversations like this. And I just respond back and said, you're right. Everything she does is my idea first. <laughs> I love that. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, that's why I have zero we're idea. Actually what twins. So, we're really twins, but no one knows. Tell me about up close yesterday. So Kip Judice came in, mm -hmm. talked uh, about current situations in life in terms of law enforcement, what he would do, what he wouldn't do. 99% of officers are great, wonderful people who have a heart to serve. Yeah. Uh, we It was great. Great conversation. Three o'clock, we talked about this story out of Seattle, this shop owner that's in the six block area mm -hmm. that, you know, it was Chaz. Now it's called Chop. I, by so, the way, I have totally missed, uh, uh, of all the stories we have done. Yeah. I kept thinking Chaz was a person who was like in <laughs> yeah. charge of it. You're like, it's Chaz Bono. It's Chaz's right. area. Right. But no, it's no. just, what does it mean? So Chaz, Oh, I guess Autonomous Zone. Right. C -H Capitol Hill Autonomous oh, Cap Zone. Okay. Right. Okay. And then CHOP is uh, Capitol Hill and then something OP. I don't remember. That okay. was yesterday. Probably. Long story short. Probably a, something against police. 
Capitol Hill. Okay. Let's Probably see. something like that. Wait, anyway, wait. sorry. I'm sorry. No, Capitol Hill organized protest. Oh, organized protest. Okay. But the problem so was... So you were talking about this well, shop owner. They have a, uh, one of the protesters who went into this shop and started vandalizing it, ripped all the money out of the cash register, and was trying to set the place on fire. Yeah. So the guy who owns the business is calling 911 repeatedly. They keep saying, oh, yeah, we're going to send somebody. In the meantime... The, this this crazy guy tries to cut the business owner's son with a box cutter. Yeah. Okay. Then the son is able to get the guy, you know, kind of sub- subdue him so they can wait for the police. Mm-hmm. After the 19th call, they admitted, 911 admitted, we are not sending not anyone. Sending on in. The police chief, Best says, we were monitoring the situation. We could see it from where we were, and we were monitoring it. Yeah. Now, the fire department had a much different reaction. They said, yes, we are investigating as to why no one from the fire department showed up. Well, and I just hope after this, it doesn't help anything in the moment. But I hope after this, anyone who has been caught on surveillance video during this time, and I know that law enforcement Departments and investigators are completely stretched thin right now. Right. But you know what? You need to go back and you find those people and prosecute them for the property damage. Look, man, I, you know, I'm all for protests. People should speak their minds, man. It's America. That is your God given right in my mind. Mm-hmm. That's why it's in the First Amendment. I think people should protest. I think they should rally. But the minute you get violent, you are infringing on someone else's rights. Let me try this one on you. Because I've been thinking about how this could work, okay? Which is? Because if you say you want this area where the police are going to say, we're not going to be there. Uh Because to me, the only problem I see with this is is that you're in a place where private businesses are and people live. Yes. Because it it shouldn't be detrimental to a business owner to Mm -hmm. have located there Mm -hmm. when it was Mm -hmm. a perfectly nice street before. Right. Now, this is my thing. If you want to set up something like this, yeah, let's just say it happened in Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay, the, we we have a group. They want to set up. They want to take over. Mm-hmm. I don't know Sugar Mill Pond. Okay, okay, whatever. But people live there. Why then, in that case, wouldn't you say, "Okay, guys, we hear what you want to do, mm-hmm. but you need to move to public property. Mm-hmm. Why don't you move to Gerard Park? Mm-hmm. That way, we can say that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. If things are destroyed then now it's going to be taxpayer money that has to fix it but at least it's public property right. yeah it's not going to ruin the livelihood of someone mm-hmm. if if a, the, the playground is disassembled right and so it's like i almost i almost wish in the seattle case there was a medium where they say we see what you want to do mm-hmm. and, and we see we that you want you, this area we right, hear because you because these people are being heard thank god but they're being heard where you can go where you're not yeah. infringing on businesses to operate and people mm-hmm. to live i mean i'm sure they have parks we've been to well, seattle i mean we both went last year or two well, years ago two years ago yeah i mean and it's there are places but you know what they don't want that either because you know what they don't want the this zone the chop chaz zone mm-hmm. to be around the space needle mm-hmm. because no that's our postcard right you know what i'm saying they don't want it at that lake no one knows about by Microsoft. <laughs> no, that's our, that's the Silicon uh, Valley, you know? Um, that's yeah. all I got to say. I mean, you know, I I, I understand, but it, it really just runs counter to what you're trying to do. You're not bringing any more people to the table uh, when yes. you have a business owner who can't protect his livelihood. I, well, and or his life. Or his life. You know, more it's like a friend of mine pointed out yesterday. 9-11 hijackers, man. It was box cutters. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it... it but gosh, so many of those things. I mean, think about the things that we have now that are just so common. Obviously, TSA is the most basic one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, think about... You used to be able to walk into the cockpit. They may have closed the door, but it was not locked with multiple latches. I mean, none of that happened. And all that's different. You had yeah. the one guy with the shoe bomb... Mm. Now we take off our shoes. You know, I mean, there's so many things. So anyway, um, it is Thursday morning here on Acadiana's Morning News. This portion brought to you by Southside Roofing, 337 Roof, serving Acadiana for over 20 years. You can call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roof for all your roofing needs. Ahead on the show, we're going to talk to Bob Carricker. I believe I put in a request to talk about Christopher Columbus today. Ah. Let's see if he actually comes through.
But Bob Carriker is usually pretty good about coming through on my request. He's, yeah. Then we're going to yeah. have uh, Mayor President Josh Guillory. Yes. Um, look, the question, it will be the first question I ask. Which is? What are your actual thoughts about the rise in COVID-19 numbers? And there's where been are a lot. we? What should we do? You know, are we people not prepared? Doing? You know, mm-hmm. there's been a lot of back and forth about what he thought. Then it wasn't It wasn't an approved release. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, let's take out all the middlemen. Mm-hmm. That's the point of Lafayette Live. He's sitting right here and he's going to answer your questions at 232-1542. That's Lafayette Live. And it's also brought to you by Southside Roofing. 622 now at News Talk 96.5 KVL. I'm Bernadette Lee, and you're listening to News Talk 96.5 KVL. All right, so good news, Bernie. You don't even have to think what you're going to get me for Father's Day. Oh, I don't? No, you Thanks. don't. Um, because do we have a Denny's here anymore? Uh, Did we ever have a Denny's? Uh, yeah, we used to years ago. I don't know of a Denny's in Lafayette. Okay, Google it. Go to the nearest one because okay. Denny's has mm-hmm. a bouquet de bacon. Oh, I want that delicious. It is 12 strips of bacon. They're wrapped. Each one is wrapped around a, a fake stem oh, with yes. some paper. Uh-huh. Like a bouquet of flowers. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to get one. If you order $25 worth of food, then you get it. It's called the bacon bouquet. The bacon bouquet. And that's what you can give me. I think that's I beautiful. A few years ago, I'm not even going to try to guess what business it was, but okay. I thought it was somewhere around here. They did like the bacon roses, which basically just roll up the bacon into a thing. You know, okay. it's, just a, yeah. it's, a, it's basically a bacon roll up. Uh huh. And they dipped it in chocolate. Oh, man. So it was good. like the sweet and savory. Perfect. Sweet. Perfect. Um, in case you find yourself in a situation where you're trying to save someone's life. Yes. New study found that digital voice assistants like Alexa or Siri, yes, they're not reliable information sources mm. for life or death information. Okay, according to this new study out of the University of Alberta in Canada, just not reliable. They found out Google gave acceptable medical advice only fifty six percent of the time. Alexa nineteen percent of the time. <laughs> By the way, uh, Siri and Cortana, which like, come on, Cortana's like that friend. You just don't invite her anywhere. You say she's your friend because you like to get gifts from her at Christmas. Right. Then you don't invite her anywhere else. I think Cortana, isn't that the Sony voice? That's the Sony person. Isn't that the one? Yeah, I think Anyways, so. um, they never came through. By the way, your best bet is to always call 911. Uh-huh. These folks are trained to give you actual medical information. Yes. In a pinch. Yes. All right. Yes. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. before I forget, there are five locations of Denny's in the state of Louisiana. Closest one is? Lake Charles. All right. So you can go get your bacon bouquet. Mm-hmm. You can go see that bridge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it on what side of the bridge? Is it on? Do you know where it is? <laughs> okay. That's I see, I'm asking you questions it's that Thursday. I need you to know all the answers. Hey, it's Thursday. I can almost see Friday. Don't ask me anything difficult. What's hey, wrong with you? Who do you think is the worst TV dad. The worst in history. TV dad in history. Because mine is not even on the... <sighs> oh, yes, he is. My, mine is on, on a new list. Uh, the top 10 worst TV dads, and mine is number three. Hmm. Who would you think? When you think about TV dads. I always think of the good TV dads. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's on, who's on your list? Okay, number 10, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Michael Corleone. Michael Corleone. Number eight, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Ah, uh, number yeah. seven, George Bluth Senior from Arrested Development. Uh huh. Number six, Jack Torrance from The Shining. You're uh, right. Yeah, I'd stay in my bed. You know, my dad used to love to scare us. It was really? his favorite thing. And there was this in our house we grew up in. There was kind of like this long hallway, and at the yeah. end of the hallway was the garage. Uh-huh. But then the hallway kind of went like along the back of the living room. <laughs> okay. So there was always a corner you had. <laughs> And I mean, when I tell you, I mean, I could almost TT on myself right now thinking about how bad, like I would stay in bed because I knew he was there. Like I knew. Um, Number five, Danny DeVito in Matilda. Yeah. Terrible. Horrible. Yeah. He was awful. Um, Number four, Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Ah, see, I've heard Shameless is a very, by the way, that's William H. Macy. Um, Okay. 
This was my pick. The first thing I thought, Al Bundy from Married oh, with yes. Children, the worst. Yes. Um, number two, Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood, played by oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. He was also a monster. And number one, the worst on-screen dad, Homer Simpson. <laughs> Got the most votes. So, you know, be better than all uh, them. Yeah. And you're doing pretty good. Well, it's true. Coming up on the show, Bob Carricker is going to bring us I don't know. Some we're insight, have to ask him some information. We've heard he's a good dad. So. He is. You know, I've seen yeah. that in action. Mm-hmm. But we'll ask him who he thinks is terrible on TV or okay. in movies. All right. All right. I like 6.30 it. 6.30 now. It's the bottom of the hour. Your headlines are after a quick break. Stay with us. This is the place where all opinions are welcome. Every color gets through. And people on all sides of the issue can hash it out. And if you don't think you have a voice, you're wrong. It can be heard now. By calling 232-1542. That's 232-1542. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from CapeHill965.com. And now some national headlines this Thursday morning. Two minutes and 12 seconds. That's how long Richard Brooks was bleeding before two Atlanta officers called for medical help. The district attorney also revealed in his final moments, including the officer charged in his killing, Garrett Rolfe, kicking the father of four after shooting him twice in the back. He was fired right after it happened and charged with murder yesterday. A second officer was seen standing on Brooks's shoulder as he fought for his life. He's now charged with assault. Both have until tonight to turn themselves in. And prosecutors in that case want the officer to be held behind bars without bond. That's what they're recommending for Rolf after he was charged with killing Richard Brooks last Friday night. The recommendation for the second officer, a $50,000 bond. This case will mark the 40th time officers have been prosecuted for misconduct in Georgia's Fulton County. An effort to make national parks safer is one step closer to reality. The Senate passed a $900 million conservation bill yesterday. Some of the money would go to clearing the backlog of repairs and improvements needed. A Colorado senator who sponsored the bill says it's, quote, a lifeline to mountain towns and recreational communities hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. The bill now goes to the House and will be voted on next month. The mayor of Tulsa, Oklahoma, says President Trump's rally on Saturday would worry any rational person. He called it an honor to host Trump, but admits he's not positive it won't lead to more COVID-19 cases and having it surge even more. G.T. Bynum confirms he'll greet Trump when he arrives, but won't take part in the rally. Instead, he'll spend the day with police officers. A monument in South Carolina will be removed nearly 124 years after it was put up. Charleston's mayor told that to a cheering crowd yesterday. The celebration also led to some being arrested for vandalism and having that area closed off. The mayor says former Vice President John C. Calhoun has a deeply troubling legacy of defending slavery and white supremacy. He says moving the statue is a long overdue reckoning. In some surprising comments, President Trump says he would absolutely support Colin Kaepernick getting another shot in the NFL. In an interview with Sinclair, the president said if the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback deserves a spot on the roster, he should get signed. Trump added his play, quote, wasn't up to snuff prior to his exit from the league. Kaepernick has not played in the NFL since 2016 after he began kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality and racial injustice. Trump has criticized the 32-year-old for the gesture, saying it disrespects the flag and the country. Congressman Adam Schiff is slamming John Bolton over writing a book instead of testifying before Congress. On Twitter, Schiff said President Trump's former national security advisor may be an author, but he's no patriot. The California Democrat added Bolton refused to testify in the Ukraine inquiry and instead saved it for a book. Excerpts from that book that's due to be released next week was published by the Washington Post. Bolton apparently wrote that House Democrats committed impeachment malpractice during that investigation. In business news, Alaska's congressional delegation asking federal regulators to investigate after several banks discriminated and refused to fund oil and gas projects in the Arctic. In a letter sent to the head of the Federal Reserve and others, all three Republicans say banks might be discriminating against Alaska natives who depend on oil and gas jobs. 
Since November, five major U.S. banks and several international banks have introduced policy changes prohibiting investments in the Arctic. Target will keep paying its workers $15 an hour. The retail giant started that payback in March because of the pandemic and now plans to keep it going forward. The minimum wage officially increases by $2 on July 5th. Target will also give the employees a recognition bonus of $200 at the end of next month. And finally, Twitter's introducing voice tweets. Now users can record up to 140 seconds of audio and post it to their Twitter feed. Twitter employees announced the new feature Wednesday. They say it will create more human experiences for listeners and storytellers alike. Voice tweeting currently limited to a certain iOS users, but will roll out to everyone in the coming weeks. 69 degrees right now at the Cape Hell Studios. Our weather report is brought to you by Albertsons. Albertsons wants to thank their superhero employees for all of their hard work, long hours, and being a familiar face in such an unfamiliar time. At Albertsons, you're all in this together. Pattern across Acadiana this afternoon. Highs topping out at around 90 degrees with a few scattered showers and storms mainly along our coastal parishes this afternoon, but otherwise partly cloudy. Lows tonight dropping into the upper 60s to right around 70 degrees under mainly clear skies. And then looking at a little bit of a drier Friday, rain chances only about 10% as highs once again top out in the lower 90s. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Bradley Benoit on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. <laughs> you guys don't want to know what's going on in the studio right now, but the roads in Acadiana are clear. Interstates rolling just as they should on a Thursday morning. Please help us keep it that way. If there's anything else we need to know about, you can give us a call at 232-1542. This cat. Anyway, Bob Carrick. What section of the store do you buy a button-up shirt that only has one button? It's inappropriate. <laughs> it is inappropriate. Thank you for noticing. Well, you know, uh, Summer Bob is in full effect, and he's in studio here with us today. Great to see you. Good to see you. You know, you get. I haven't shaved for a while. Yeah. Oh, is that a while? Two days. I wouldn't tell people that. <laughs> Two days. <laughs> um, so every week, you have done the show faithfully. You have yes. faithfully performed for our audience. Yes. That's right. And I, I am have, a faithful performer. You have done it <laughs> in our parking lot. Well, I haven't season. done it in your parking lot, but Bob, stay on track. Okay. Please. <laughs> you have done the segment with us yes. from our parking lot every time. Every yeah. Week. You right. have not, not left your house to come do the segment. Right. It's commendable. It you know it makes it better. I mean, it, it makes it better for me. It adds to the routine. It's a real yeah. thing. So yeah, it actually it are just you, adds to it. Are uh-huh. you like chomping at the bit because you're so routine based? No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> you might think I'm right. Tra- it would seem like I would be, be. I'm trying to explain all these. <laughs> you're words. trying to help. Trying to- <laughs> I appreciate you're trying to help me, but here. I have nothing for you. You know. <laughs> I actually believe, Bernie, he put that shirt on right. Right. And then when he got here, he unbuttoned Unbuttoned it. Anyways, so last week I put it in a request. You did. And that is, you know, anytime we have kind of a bubbling up of racial issues in this country. Right. It very quickly ends up turning to Columbus. Right. Um, We have had a curious thing. Well, I think a lot of people don't know because if you're a schoolhouse rock kid like me, you know, you know that, is it Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Is that Columbus? Yeah. That's right. Columbus sailed the ocean yeah. blue in 1492. Right. right. That's just what you know. Right. He's happy and he's a cartoon and he found the new land. Right. Discovery and new opportunity. Yes. So then you put everything through the lens of 2020 as we do. And I think it is a, appalling because we know so much more in 2020, clearly, than we knew in 1492. Right. right. Or we put, 1972. Or 19, <laughs> or I was about to say 2019. I right. Mean, or January of 2020. You know, things are different. Um, and people are going after Columbus again. So I was just yeah. hoping you could use your historical background to explain to me why he bubbles up and what the issue people have with him and why they're tearing his statues. I will do that. Um, you. I, you know, a couple of things. First of all, I don't normally take requests from you. Um, that's a dangerous thing for me to get into, taking historical requests. But I actually had three people over the last week say to me on, you know, just people that I ran into, oh, I heard that you're going to be doing 
this on really? r- on Thursday, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, so see, people are actually listening and actually yeah. expecting things yeah. now, and see, so I've got to live up to it. Did you hear what he just said? He said, I didn't think anybody listened to this stupid show. <laughs> You didn't tell me that. I wouldn't. Well, I would be more concerned. Uh, you know, don't worry about the request because the qu- request is just something I don't know enough about. Be concerned when I say no, Bob. No. We're not talking <laughs> about stop? that history. Well, I know when I got Those home. People aren't important. I got home last week, and my wife said that was really boring. I said, "All right, please stop listening." Thank and thanks for the compliment. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive into Columbus here. Okay, so the last time we actually talked about Christopher Columbus in here, it yeah. had to do with him thinking that he had spotted uh, mermaids. Yes. And they were actually mer- manatees. Yes. So, you know, keep that, keep that, everybody should always keep that in context. I like that. Different way time, different people, not as sophisticated as we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I like to, to mention about Christopher Columbus is, and I'm half Italian. My, my mother's family was directly from Italy. It's Cristoforo Colombo, and Colombo means pigeon, actually. Oh. So if you really want to go after the guy, you know, call him Pigeon Boy or something like that. I and like truthfully, this. the pigeons love him. They love his statues. <laughs> That's true. The <laughs> pigeons do love him. I mean, it's the pigeons do love his statues. So now I want to protest that we're getting rid of bird habitats. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Anyways. That, we're right. Where are the pigeons going to land go? if we chop the heads off of all of the Columbus statues? Yes, I'm with you. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, you know, it was actually 1792. That's a long time ago that New York City first established Christopher Columbus Day as something of note. And that was because wow. of the tremendous... Um, Italian immigration into New York. And but it so, was 300 years after. If you say it was 1792, yeah. Right. 1492 is when he sailed the ocean blue. Right. So a long time after. He yeah, was, a long time after gone. that. Right. I mean, he's, he, he has stuck in our collective consciousness for the achievement that he made. And the he, achievement was setting off and sailing across an ocean of unknown size towards unknown lands. Well, he thought he knew the lands, but into the unknown and taking a risk and doing something that led to a change in the world. Now, you can say, yeah, it led to a change in the world, terrible decimation. And this is true, um, but I I think 300 years after it in 1792, when they first established this, they weren't focusing on the negative, um, and we tend to focus now on the negative of it all. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. sort of goes, you know, I won't even get into the, the Confederate part of that because I understand that even a little bit more than the Columbus deal. But you had like the John McDonough um, bust in New Orleans that was you know, carried to the river, the right. Mississippi River, and dumped in. Now, he was involved in the slave trade. He also left a sizable portion of his estate of his wealth to start public schools in new Orleans. And so that's the reason he celebrated. And right. So, you know, I, I do think it's kind of hard because, you know, the only reason we know about Columbus is because we learned about someone who set out to find the new world and actually didn't even realize where he was going kind of ended up off course. Right. And that's the whole reason that a city like New York can even exist. Exactly. It's, it's interesting. So uh, there were actually three countries that rejected Columbus's idea because it was too it was too harebrained. It was too risky. Mm-hmm. It was too unknown. And no, it, this is going to be failure. England said no. Portugal said no for a long, long time. Spain said no. And people thought people said, no, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. He was wrong about the size of the ocean and this had nothing to do with the world being round mm-hmm. um everyone of any thinking capacity at that point knew that the world was in fact round they didn't know how big the world was though mm-hmm. um and so that was the unknown and we hadn't been to space into. so you couldn't like go up into space and look back and see what it actually looks like you right just knew how things worked and yeah. how long it took people to get places so you know i mean when christopher columbus discovered the new right. world and that's a problematic thing to say because clearly there were people already here and you can't say you know you can't roll into my yard and say look what i've just discovered here because i'm going to come out and i'm going to say uh this i'm i'm here right. you didn't discover this so that's, right. that's totally true and yep. totally charged to say discovered um, but there was a larger discovery and merging of two worlds that otherwise didn't really know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is also true that great things came from that, but it is true that terrible things came mm-hmm. from that. And, 
And Christopher Columbus is not an, a figure without problems. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was terribly abusive to the native populations. Mm-hmm. He was terribly abusive to the Spanish colonists that were under his rule. They actually, Spain actually arrested him at one point and brought him back to Spain and stripped him of his political governorship. Wow of these new lands that he had, quote-unquote, discovered. Mm-hmm. So he's not without problems. Um, but, you know, I know that all of those statues that were put up 100 years ago, 50 years ago, and all of the learning about Christopher Columbus that is sort of in our collective consciousness never focuses on that negativity. And And the people who want those statues, they don't want them because of the negative side of anyone. They want them because they represent opportunity and they represent discovery and they represent what we can do and what we can achieve. So if you focus on only tearing things down and not adding to and building up, I think you've got a, you're, you're headed in the wrong direction. The University of Missouri has a statue of Thomas Jefferson sitting on a bench on its campus. And in the last couple of weeks, you know, saw this big change.org petition to get rid of it. And they put out a statement that honestly kind of threw cold water on the whole thing. We don't remove things. Yeah, we don't. Maybe and you can add to things. Add to it. I, I've always think that about the Jefferson, the Jackson statue in New Orleans. Thing. Put another plaque up. I, I think so. Put another statue. Put, put another, another statue up. Right. So we understand. Here's what used to happen. Here is where we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am. People who forget history forget what so many people have worked and done and died for and then how changes in our minds, how we mm-hmm. think about things. Right. But I also, think I agree. It's, I also think it's a, a compliment to us as a society, you know, to be able to say, here's how far we've come. Yes, we have, we have further to go. Right. But you know, like with the John, like the John McDonough thing to me, that was one where I looked and, and I do think there should be, Almost like, you know, in a textbook as well as I do, these like blurbs are kind of bubbles that are put into the text where it's like, did you know? And, you know, and it kind of gives you a little bit more context where I think you say, look at all of these people who were involved in the slave trade. It was terrible. It was horrible. But at the time it was normal and it's not anymore. Right. And, and th- now we know. And that's and now we know. Right. And and and, and somebody will say, well, we knew then. Well, People did know then, and there were there were larger thinkers then, mm-hmm. um, but the common acceptance was this is how the world works. But how would you feel? I mean, I, I often, in, in covering news, have to think about, you know, kind of move the pieces around, okay? Let's just say some extremist group started using Facebook to kill people or, you know, just atrocities, okay? Sure. But we were all on Facebook because... It's just what people did. We connected we, with our high school you know, friends, it's right? How people right. know maiden names, you know, little things like that. Yeah. Um, but then in fifty years, when Facebook goes down in flames, there was the worst thing to happen to society. Would you look back at what you're doing right now and saying, "Oh, that was evil"? Because no, because right now for you, I don't know. It's a hard topic. Yeah. I it get is it. Very hard. And topic. I also think a lot of it is very symbolic. You know, you fight against and something that's like thing. that. It, that's right. Right now, it's it's. I think people feel like, well, that's me saying that we're done with that. Yeah, hell it, with that. The, the symbolism overrides uh, a lot. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I got to say, you know, we have we have some peaceful protests right now in downtown Lafayette mm-hmm. to to a monument. And for the first time, I've actually really appreciated the way that this has has happened because mm-hmm. it is actually very thoughtful, and it isn't um, it, it isn't just about tearing down. Seemingly, I know there's there's a, an idea to tear down, mm-hmm. but what I've witnessed when I've been downtown is people who are expressing their thoughtfulness over the monument, and that's that's a that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If you use it as a teaching tool, it's the best thing you can do. You know. Bob Carricker. We got to wrap always. up there for is, is time. Is that it? Are we going to shoot off the uh, confetti did cannon? You, is that, you have to do that he in the really parking did. lot. No, I'm not. It's a, it creates a horrible mess. I was about to say, you're not doing it in here. Because guess what? You're looking at janitor one and janitor two. We have to be responsible for that.
Thanks, Bob. It's good to see you. you All right. Awesome. Now, button up We've got other stuff on Columbus. I want to say the Pinta, Nina Pinta, Santa, Santa Maria, Maria. These aren't really the names of the ships. And the Pinta was actually a nickname for a prostitute. Okay, congratulations. You just got one more minute. Give us a quick rundown what? of that. Yeah, well, the, 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 so the official names of these ships, because yeah. they're commissioned by Spain, and Spain is directly connected to the glories of the church, mm-hmm. they were named after saints. So the Santa Maria was the real name. Mary. Right. The the pin, the uh, Nina was the Santa Clara, and it was called the Nina because it was a nickname for the owner of the ship, mm-hmm. and Pinta was a nickname for a prostitute. And the, so the sailors, you know, they're like, nah, the ship is named ah, Pinta. <laughs> right? And we don't focus on that. We don't. So you want to go don't. after Columbus? Oh, my gosh. He sailed across the ocean in a name, in a ship named Prostitute. Oh, the outrage. Mm-hmm. Bob Carricker with us every Thursday morning. I won't I give you any it. requests for at least two weeks, okay? Bring whatever you want to talk <laughs> Look about at his next face. week. He's very happy and pleased with himself. All right, 653 <laughs> now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Hey, coming up after top of the hour news, Mayor President Josh Guillory yep. will be in studio with us for Lafayette Live, and we'll take your calls at 232-1542. How does Google, Facebook, Twitter, Yelp, Glassdoor, and so many other websites Get away with allowing posts that are outright lies and oftentimes libelous. Your Thursday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. If I were to go on the air and say something blatantly untrue and damaging about someone or some business, both I and this radio station would be sued. It's the same with newspapers and magazines, but not online. The Communications Act of 1996, written long before social media was prevalent, protects big companies from lawsuits when someone uses their platforms to post terrorist content, child abuse material, cyber stalking, false, and even libelous statements about others. It's time for big tech to be held to the same standards as all media outlets. Bad news for Facebook, Yelp, Twitter, Glassdoor, and all the others. Good news for you. I'm Kim Commando. We're all looking for ways to save money, especially now. When's the last time you looked at how much you're spending on car or homeowner's insurance? Check out Gabby and see about getting a lower rate for the exact same coverage you already have. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Just link your current insurance account, and in about two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. Gabby customers save $825 per year on average. If they can't find you savings, they'll let you know you have the best rate out there. And they'll never sell your information, so no annoying spam or robocalls. It's totally free to check your rate, and there's no obligation. Take two minutes to see how much you can save on your car and homeowner's insurance now. Go to Gabby.com slash Kim. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash Kim. That's Gabby.com slash In 2005, a bunch of community activists in Berkeley, California, tried to force the local school board to change the name of Jefferson Elementary School. Berkeley was radical, wacko leftist back then, but the idea of getting rid of the name Jefferson Elementary was just too extreme, even for the liberal school board back then. And now how times have changed. Last week, the Berkeley Unified School District Board approved a resolution in support of Black Lives Matter. And as a result of the unanimous vote, Jefferson Elementary will get its name changed. Thomas Jefferson is out of there. And a school named for George Washington, Washington Elementary, will also get its name changed. Now, never mind that George Washington was the father of our country who led America through revolutionary war that changed the world for the cause of liberty and freedom. Never mind that Washington did what few would do. He gave up power. They wanted to make him king. He said no. Never mind that Thomas Jefferson's role in writing the Declaration of Independence, his service as our first Secretary of State, or his own historic presidency. Both these guys were slaveholders, and that is enough reason to stamp out their names. Our history means nothing to leftists. The only thing that matters to them is erasing it. They don't know that they really can't.
Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 25%. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. They are supposed to surrender today. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The cop who shot Rayshard Brooks and another officer both now charged in Atlanta. Mr. Brooks, keep breathing. That's body cam footage right after the shooting, which happened after Brooks resisted arrest and took an officer's taser in the struggle and pointed it at him. But D.A. Paul Howard Jr. says... Mr. Brooks never presented himself as a threat. Fox's Heaven Brown has more live. Yeah, Dave. Garrett Rolfe, the now-fired Atlanta police officer who shot Rayshard Brooks, is now charged with 11 crimes, including felony murder. But his attorney, Lance LaRusso, told Fox the prosecutor is ignoring the fact Brooks resisted arrest, stole that taser, and fired that taser. They should be focused on is why it changed from a cordial conversation to a violent assault on two law enforcement officers at the moment that Mr. Brooks knew he was going to jail. Now, the second officer is charged with aggravated assault. A high number of Atlanta police officers called out sick last night, though the department denies there was any mass walkout, Dave. Evan, President Trump told Fox's Hannity, Atlanta's a terrible situation, and as for the murder trial... I hope he gets a fair shake, because police have not been treated fairly in our country. The president also told Fox, John Bolton is breaking the law, claiming there's classified information in the book that the Justice Department is trying to block from being released next Tuesday. Bolton just told ABC... I don't think he's fit for office. I, I don't think he has the competence to carry out the job. Excerpts are already out from the ex-National Security Advisor's book. Suggesting impeachment hearings should have gone beyond Ukraine, alleging the agricultural deal with China was all about re-election. Bolton says the president was willing to intervene in foreign investigations, quote, to in effect give personal favors to dictators he liked, adding the pattern looked like obstruction of justice as a way of life. Fox's Griff Jenkins, America's listening to Fox News. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. Several Confederate monuments have been torn down on the anti-police protests in Richmond, Virginia. And today a judge will consider whether to extend an order not to remove General Robert E. Lee's statue from Richmond, the coronavirus has been spiking up lately in several states with record new cases from Arizona to Texas to Florida. The CDC is urging us, in addition to being socially distant, to wear a cloth mask in public, bring sanitizer, and also carry tissues for things like doorknobs. President Trump tells Fox's Hannity he believes the pandemic is eventually going to fade away. We won't be closing the country again. We won't 
EPA have to do that. He says his administration's working closely with state and local officials to tamp down COVID-19 hotspots. But Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden says far too many people are still dying from the disease. 750 fathers and mothers, sisters and brothers, uncles, aunts, husbands, wives, children dying every day. Biden's calling for far more testing for the disease as well as increased protections for workers. In Washington, Jill Nato, Fox News. A day after the president's executive order on police reform, Congress took up the issue. House Democrats advanced their bill in committee while Senate Republicans unveiled theirs and the president turned his attention to an issue in the military. President Trump rolling out a plan to prevent military veterans and service members from dying by suicide. 20 veterans and service members take their own lives every Every single day, the loss of our heroes breaks our hearts and pains our souls. According to the Department of Veterans Affairs, that rate is one and a half times that of the general population. The president's plan includes increasing public awareness, improving training in workplaces, and creating a national public health campaign, which would prioritize suicide surveillance and research. That's John Decker. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Good Thursday morning. I'm Rob Kirkpatrick with this update for you right here on Newstalk 96.5 Cape Hill. We'll get up to 90 degrees today with a 30% chance of showers and storms. Your full forecast is coming up from the KTC Storm Team 3 Weather Lab. A measure that would provide the gaming industry in the state of Louisiana with $83 million in tax breaks over the next five years is awaiting debate on the Senate floor after a Senate committee's approval on the bill. The legislation allows each casino to distribute $5 million in free promotional play wagers without having to pay taxes. And the casinos can use those play wagers as a marketing tool to attract more customers. Lake Charles Senator Ronnie Johns said his proposal is to help an industry that's been hard hit by the COVID-19 economic shutdown. Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory announced another town hall meeting, this one on Wednesday, June 24th from 5 to 6 p.m. in the Council Auditorium. This is the second in a series of town hall meetings scheduled to happen at the end of every month. Now, if you decide to attend, you must wear a mask and you'll be subject to temperature checks before entering the building. St. Landry Parish Sheriff's Deputy Chief Eddie Thibodeau says a juvenile male has been arrested after a woman called in to complain that there were gunshots all through her home after she heard a bunch of noise. A Sheriff Bobby Guidro says the shooting happened Thursday of last week at a home on Fontenot Road in Opelousas. The woman told detectives she heard gunfire, walked out of her bedroom, and found there were gunshot holes all over her home. Thibodeau says they believe the motive for the young man to shoot up this house was some sort of fight with the homeowner's daughter the very day the shooting happened. Louisiana colleges and universities are refunding students approximately $24 million due to the coronavirus interruption of the academic school year. LSU tops the list, returning $4.4 million to students. Now, most of the refunds cover the charges for housing, which students had to vacate for about two months before the end of the scheduled school year. Colleges and universities received $147 million from a $2.2 trillion federal rescue bill. A Kaplan man is wanted by the Acadia Parish Sheriff's Office for allegedly stealing thousands of dollars worth of equipment from a business. Detectives are hoping someone will give them information on the whereabouts of 31-year-old Brandon Joseph Broussard, who they say is a suspect in a case where all that equipment was taken from an Acadia Parish business. You can call 789-TIPS if you have any more information. The Louisiana Workforce Commission releases a tool to help report employees who are refusing to come back to work while still claiming unemployment benefits. Assistant Secretary with LWC Robert Woolley says it's a simple process. You just go over to laworks.net and there will be a link on the front page. Now, typically, someone who would only be eligible for $247 in unemployment benefits each week gets an extra $600 in federal money, which makes it hard for some employers to compete. Live music will be allowed in state bars, clubs, and restaurants for the first time since mid-March when pandemic closures began. However, business owners must apply for approval with the state's fire marshal's office and the Louisiana Department of Public Health before the band plays. 
State Fire Marshal Butch Browning says it's to gain approval from businesses who meet certain criteria. There's separation, there's a certain standard to the HVAC system in the building, the social distancing between the band and the people, as well as the, the social distancing that's already required uh, of the patrons of a restaurant and bar. Browning says the State Fire Marshal's office will collect data from businesses applying for permission for live entertainment, but the final decision is made by the Department of Health. The last couple of days of, of cases in Louisiana, it has seen an increase in our state, and that's concerning. And I'm sure that that plays into the Department of Health's recommendations as to what may be allowed or what might not be allowed. Recent numbers indicate an uptick in daily coronavirus case numbers, which could be a factor in the Department of Health's approval process. Browning said the state fire marshal's role is to offer guidance for businesses to comply. It's not a matter of just because because I've always had a band in this building, I want to have a band. There's a lot of things that have to be done differently. There's a lot of mitigation measures based on best practices. And finally, Governor Edwards tells a caller on his monthly radio show that if they go to a business and find it isn't following social distancing and mask guidelines, that they shouldn't spend money there. Here's Matt Doyle. If you will do that, and if others will do that, I, I think we would have a lot more compliance, and, and then we, people would be a lot safer as we re-engage more of our economy. That's Edwards, who made the comments in light of a recent jump in COVID cases over the past week. He says these recent increases are still likely due to increased testing, but... It is obvious now that the heat and humidity is not going to stamp it out. And despite that heat, he says you still need to wear a mask if you leave the house. I'm Matt Doyle. It's 710. Your weather report coming up is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps saves more lives. Visit tjmartell.org. Pretty typical summertime pattern across Acadiana this afternoon. Highs topping out at around 90 degrees with a few scattered showers and storms mainly along our coastal parishes this afternoon, but otherwise partly cloudy. Lows tonight dropping into the upper 60s to right around 70 degrees under mainly clear skies. And looking at a little bit of a drier Friday, rain chances only about 10% as highs once again top out in the lower 90s. From the Storm Team 3 West Weather Lab, I'm meteorologist Bradley Benoit on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Hi, I'm Blakely Kirkpatrick. And I'm Leighton Kirkpatrick. Stronger together, safer apart. A pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Have a good day, Katie.